Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go! Well, hello, writers, and welcome to Simply Write with Polly on the show where we talk about building a writer's career and living the writer's life. And today we're going to talk about the ghost of writing past, present, and future. Because as we wrap up the end of the year and get ready to launch into 2023, it's important to take care of the business end of things. You know, the writers I know who have built a sustainable career, the ones who have lasted uh, along the way, have done this by doing a lot of diverse writing work. And by having good business sense. And that doesn't always mean that they're making the best decisions all the time or they have a business degree or any know-how like that at all. I didn't. But I put the systems in place that would help me cultivate clients, that would help me pay my bills, keep track of the money I had coming in, set up the invoices, and the other business strategies and systems you need to build a practice that's going to last. So sometimes we overlook that when we're developing a writing career. We're all in about the writing. We want to publish the essay or publish that book. And we forget that if we want to do more than one book, if we want to have a magazine writing career or write scripts or all kinds of things, we need to have a system in place that helps support the work we want to do. That's what we're talking about today on Simply Write with Polly. That brings us to the dailies, and so it stands to reason then as we end, we're we're in the mid-middle part of December now, end of December, I'm taking a look back of what we've done this year. The people I've worked with, the clients I've worked with, the type of writing I've done, and this year's been a little different year for me, and that's playing out in what I'm doing at the end of the year. So today for my daily schedule I am touching base with some clients, um, people I worked with and did some corporate marketing, freelance writing work with over the last year. I'm sending thank you notes to people I really enjoyed working with. I am setting up interviews for January for Simply Write and my other podcast, uh, Simply Said. And I am actually working with an organization. I'm creating a writing class for them. And they had some uh, tweaks and revisions to 
my proposal. And this isn't uncommon. Often you'll send out a proposal and the agent or your editor or the curriculum director, whoever it is you're working with at the time, will come back and say, we like this, we like this, we want to change this, could you do a little more of this? And they'll come back with a proposal that you're essentially doing on spec to sell the idea, right? This is time you're investing that you're not getting paid for yet with the hopes of landing the book deal or the hopes of landing the class or whatever it is you're you're putting out there. And uh, that's something I'm doing today. I, I've heard back from the curriculum, the development director actually of, of the class I want to propose that I'm proposing that I'd like to deliver. And they came back and want to see uh, a, a few changes to the proposal. So I'm going to do that today and send that back out. And I also need to update some things on my website, which I've been really slow about getting to. And that I might not get to you today because the revisions I have and, and the deadlines I'm on are pretty extensive today. But that's something that I want to accomplish before the end of the year. So what are you working on today? And how does it feed into what you want to finish before you perhaps take a break over the holidays and what you want to create in 2023? All right. So you heard my to-do list. It's all over the place. Some writing, some development, some invoicing, some proposal creation. I think of that as development because that's work that I want to do in 2023 going forward. But you got to put that out there now, right? Because a lot of these things, the assignments for magazine articles, the uh, proposal go ahead from your agent or from publishing houses, that can take weeks and months to develop into anything. And often it develops into nothing. So we we need to have things out there working all the time. Do RN, get the work done, and then push it out into the universe. And then let the universe and those editors and publishers and uh, CEOs work on those ideas while we're doing other things. So it's important at this stage in the year to not only look at what we've accomplished uh, this last year, but to also get the stuff done for today and look ahead to the new year. And if you're setting up your shop, your freelance writing shop, now is a good time to take a look at the systems and strategies you have in place that helped you with the work you did this year. Or maybe you're starting, you're going to head out in 2023 as a new full-time freelancer. Then you need to take care of the business of it. So, in this segment, I want to talk about a few of the key things that are worth thinking about. Now, some of the things I'm going to get into, every state is different, every person is different, things that work for me may not work for you. It depends on what kind of writing you want to do, it depends on where you live, the schedule you keep, all those things. I get that. But you still need to take a minute and start thinking of these things and getting some of these things in place before you actually start the business. If you already are have a model in place and you're already working and, and creating assignments and selling your work, then go back through these things I'm going to talk about today and others that I probably won't think to mention and make sure they're working for you. Is it time to upgrade your systems? Is it time to automate? certain things to save time? Do you need to bring somebody else in to work with you like a virtual assistant or uh, revise what you're doing, how you're keeping track of your information, your pitches, your projects, all of that to work better for you? Because the writers that I know, 
that have created a sustainable business not only get regular writing assignments, not only publish regularly, because that's when we get paid, right? But they have systems in place to make sure the business remains healthy so that they can continue to get paid and do the job. So number one, do you need a license? I do where I live in my city. I need a city license for the work I'm doing. Now, some of the rules have changed on that for me. So I'm actually waiting for a call back from them right now to make sure that that is updated to find out whether I need a license for the next year going ahead or not. They can run anywhere from 25 to $75 a year. They can be a county license or a city license. Some places don't require writers to have a license at all. Depends on how your city, county, state operate. Depends on how you operate. But it's worth checking about because you are a business person. You are an entrepreneur. And this isn't a hobby. This is something you're building to last. And it's important to follow all the rules and requirements for that. Because that helps with other things. Like when you are an established business with a business license, then you can also, you know, get tax deductions for that business. And that can benefit you in other ways. Which brings us to the money matters. How are you going to track your invoices, your expenses, your budget? How are you going to keep ta- track of your, you know, receipts, the, the, the meals or the pens or the paper or the office supplies, the computers you need to do this writing job? There's lots of software programs out there right now that can help you do it. And there's still people I know that do it pen on paper, but they have vast spreadsheets and that's how they make it work for themselves. I don't care how you do it, but you need to know where your money's coming from where it goes when you get it, how you spend it, and where, and you need to keep track of those expenses, those receipts for tax purposes. And this can include everything from your mileage, depending on what kind of of work you're doing. In in past years, I worked exclusively as a journalist for a newspaper, and I was everywhere. I was putting hundreds of miles on my car a week, and those miles were tax deductible. I got a benefit from that. I no longer do that kind of work the same way. So I no longer deduct my mileage. So it's important to evaluate how you're going to keep track of the money coming in and going out and paying attention to that. Don't get behind on this because at the end of the year, you'll need to Come to terms with how much you made and where the money's going, where the profits are, where this will also help you decide what areas to build of your business. And most writers end up paying estimated taxes throughout the year. So if you're setting up shop for the first time to have a serious launch in 2023, even if writing is not yet becoming a full-time job for you, but it's becoming more than a hobby and you want to publish your work and you want to publish repeatedly, You need to think about these business aspects and that means your tax obligation. Now I work with a, an accountant who does my taxes because there are many variables that I wasn't aware of. There's, you know, I did all the reading and I prepared myself and, and had some sense about it, but I worked with an accountant to help me identify other deductions, help me identify safe ways to manage my money and the opportunities that that could present. I had do everything by the book. I'm very strict because 
I take writing seriously. I take my business seriously and I respect myself. This is a job and I want it to go on a long time. And so far, so good. Knock on wood, right? It's worked for a long time for me, but I, I didn't get behind on my taxes and I don't get behind in the systems. Now, some of them are antiquated. I still keep a lot of records, a lot of ideas on pen and paper, and I have a lot on the computer and different computer systems. Again, find what works for you and your workload, what you like to do, what you uh, find it efficient to do, but get the processes and people in place so that when you start work in January, you can think exclusively about building the business, not what you're going to do when it takes off. Okay, you have all those things in place. Aside from keeping track of your money and your taxes and getting ready with your licenses, take care in choosing an invoicing system. Do you have forms you're going to fill out that you create? There are templates online. Are you going to use a software or application that is automated? You pop in name and notes Uh, and it sends it to your clients, what day of the month are you going to send? Do you have contracts in place that you will sign with new clients? Now, if you're working for magazines and publishers or podcasts, uh, like I do, they send me their contracts. So in that case, you know, I've worked with agents. In the past, I had an agent. I work with a literary attorney now to read the terms of those contracts to make sure I'm have somebody in my corner looking out for me because I don't know all the legal terminology. I have an idea because of all these years, but you always want to have a different set of eyeballs, a professional set of eyeballs looking at those contracts that are coming to you. And when you are working with corporate clients or other organizations, you want to make sure you have a contract in place with them too that stipulates the terms of service, the kind of work you're going to be doing, the pay that's expected, the fee you're going to charge, and when payment is due. Good to have those things in the works. Now, you can create that right now, right? This is part of your checklist building your business and going in to 2023. You can update the systems that are working for you now or create new ones if you're just starting this adventure. But Pay some attention to the infrastructure that's going to support your shop, okay? Now, we're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to clue you in on a couple of other things I think are worth thinking about when you are building your writing business, one that's going to be sustainable and successful. We'll be right back on Simply Write with Polly right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. You're listening to Simply Right with Polly. I'm Polly, and we're talking about how to get our business in shape, our writing business in shape, so that it's solid and sustainable moving into 2023. It sounds so crazy. It's already the end of the year. It's, time flies. I guess that shows my age, too. But I do think that there's a big distinction between people who make it in the writing business 
and those who don't. All of them work hard. It takes a lot of effort and they're willing to do what it takes. And that means creating a healthy shop, a healthy business structure with accountants and lawyers, with licenses if they're required where you live, with systems to manage your money and expenses to see what you're investing in and where it's going to invoice your clients and get that money deposited. This is the stuff that keeps you going. You can do all the assignments in the world, but if you can't keep track of the invoices that need to go out and the money that's coming in, if you don't manage your estimated tax forms throughout the year and take care of the licensing, it's not going to go very well or last very long. So that's what we're talking about today. And I really think of this as, as the ghost of the writing future, right? These are the things that will help us survive and keep going. And as well as the money end of it, the end of the year and looking ahead to the future months, what equipment are you going to need? What can you anticipate? I can feel my laptop kind of uh, slowing down. I hope I can get another year out of it, but I'm budgeting right now for that expense. I hate that kind of stuff, but it's part of the price of doing business. You have to invest in the business like any other. I also have a PC on my desk and I think you should have a backup plan. So if you have a PC on your desk in the room where you're going to work or on the table where you're going to work, that's great. What are you going to do when the power goes out? What are you going to do when you have to travel for work? How are you going to, how are you going to keep writing? Are you going to do that on your phone? Do you have a laptop or notebook computer that you're going to take with you? What is your backup plan? Now, you don't have to do it just like I do it. I have a PC and a laptop. I use both all the time. I also have a couple of recording options. If something goes down with my technology in my office, I can still do the podcast because if I lose time, I don't get paid, right? It's that simple. So it's worth now thinking about when you're building a business instead of a hobby that what are you going to do when things go less than ideal when your router breaks or the Wi-Fi is down? Where can you go? How are you going to do it? What is the equipment you need? And how is it functioning? Will it get you through the next year? And put aside some money for the supplies you're going to need. Now, my supplies are paper and pens. Right now, it's ink because I'm using a lot of fountain pens. It is um, my computer uh, if I need programs, I, I mostly write on Word and that's taken care of. So I don't have to worry about that right now. But a couple of years ago when I launched my first podcast, Simply Said, I needed to uh, I needed to get microphones and a headset and a camera. Those kind of things were business expenses. I spend money on books, Kindle and otherwise, because reading is part of the writer's job. Um, and that's expensive, getting those books expensive. I know I, I'm updated with the library. I pull a lot of books from the library. Have your system in place for that. What classes are you going to take? How are you going to continue with this education? What newspaper subscriptions or magazine subscriptions are you going to pay for online or software subscriptions? How is your continuing education going to go? Are you going to go to conferences? Do you have memberships there? Are you going to have flight expenses or travel expenses? Are you going to take Zoom classes? There's a lot of great writing classes out there. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I've got one coming up 
but they cost money. Now, it's worth it, right? This is our job training, but I can't take all the classes I want to take. So how much is in my continuing education budget? Where's that money going to come from? And where is it going to go? Okay, those are all things worth thinking about for the ghost of writing future. What is next year going to look like for you? And along those lines, I want to move into the ghost of writing present because before we get to 2023, we need to look at some things to finish out before the year's out. One thing I suggest right now is take a good look at the people and organizations you enjoyed working for. Send thank you notes. Sometimes people send small gifts. I don't do that anymore, but I sure touch base and share my appreciation with those I've enjoyed working with. It's good business sense, but it's also makes me feel good. I like to hear from people when they think I've done a good job. And when you have a good relationship with somebody you're writing for, an editor or an organization, it's to be valued and protected. So now is a good time to take care of that correspondence and Christmas cards or holiday cards or thank you notes, or I like to do handwritten notes from time to time. It's also a good time, the present, to look at any outstanding money, money that you're owed, invoices you've forgotten to send, things that have gotten away from you. Take care of business before the end of the year. This can be a little demanding because often what happens, particularly from my corporate clients, is they come up with last minute things that they need to get off their books before the end of the year. And so they'll load up their assignments on my end and I'm, I'm usually working pretty hard. Plus I try to take some time off with my husband and my daughter when they're home from work and school over the holidays. So it's kind of crunch time for me, but, but that's okay. I'm used to it now because I plan for that. I know that often that happens every year, but it's a good time for you to get your ducks in a row too. Look at what is outstanding, who still owes you money, who you owe invoices to, the projects that have been on your to-do list for weeks and weeks and kept getting shoved back. One is updating my website because that's how people find me, right? And I've had a lot of changes come up in my business and things I want to add to that website and I still haven't taken care of that. Now is the time to take care of that kind of work before you head into 2023. Because by the time I get a little break, um, which I always try to take for the holidays, I am fired up and ready to go. And that's just how I work. You know yourself better. What is motivating you? When I come back from that short break, I want to get to writing. I want to start on new ideas that I've used my time off to think about and take notes about things that I didn't get to last year that I'm excited about. Because the bottom line is, as in any business and writing business, things will sprout up all along the way during the year that you didn't expect. And that's really great. I mean, that's really fortunate. Sometimes you'll have a, a lean month going on, you'll start to panic, and then all of a sudden, you'll have a deluge of work if you're salting the clouds, right? To create the rain or the snow, right? Then, then it snows, and it snows big, and then you go out, and, and you work, 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 work. And then you have another lull. That's part of it. Trust yourself that you will get used to those ups and downs. I would never call them totally comfortable, but there's an awareness that comes like, okay, I know this is a drop and I've done all the work and I continue to do the work to keep that writing coming back, those opportunities coming back. 
And one of the ways of doing that is to write, to keep putting stuff out there. So I hit the new year. I want to write and get going and start on new things. So I take care of the business stuff right now and all the way along. You know, I have to say there isn't much that gets dropped because each month there's invoicing and each month there's client contact or contact with editors. And each month I'm sending out development letters or inquiries for work or pitches or proposals. That is part of the regular monthly work. It isn't about sitting at the desk writing all the time. It's about building the writing business so then you can write it. So I'm generally not too far behind behind the at the end of the year, but it's worth taking a look at what's missing, what needs to be finished before you can go and uh, party. And as part of that, give attention to the people and the organizations you worked with in the past, the people and organizations you're working with now, and those you hope to work with in 2023, the targets for future work, the magazines or markets, a fiction idea you want to develop and a, a dream publisher, a corporation you think you could offer your freelance marketing content writing skills to, a podcast you would like to develop or be on. Think of who you've worked with, what has worked about those relationships, and who you want to work with in 2023. I always have like my greatest hits client, people that I've worked with off and on over the years, and I know that if they call me next year, I'm gonna jump. They do interesting projects, they're conscientious people, they're great leaders, and they pay on time. In other words, they are low PIA, a term that you often hear among writers, low pain in the ass. I also have worked with people over the years or editors or organizations where they want more than I feel like I can provide well. They might edit in a, in a way that doesn't feel comfortable to me, or perhaps they want me to do more work on the outset than I want to do. That's not necessarily a good match for me. They will be a good match for other people. I used to do a lot of PR writing. That wasn't a great match for my uh desires and my skills. I no longer do that. Nothing wrong with writing for public relations. It's a great gig if that suits your knowledge base. It wasn't my cup of tea. So now is the time to look at the past, the present, and the future. Who have you worked with? What relationships that you have you had that were really awesome and may want to do again? Who have you worked with? What kind of writing did you do that maybe, or that you're doing now that maybe you can let go and release because it's just not your thing? And where do you want to take your writing in the future? What would the ideal client be? Who do you want to work with? What magazines do you want to write for? What kind of essays do you want to publish and where? It's good to take an assessment of what you've done and what your future targets are. This has changed a lot for me. You know, when I started as a writer, there was no internet and we sent out things in the mail and had to wait. We Now, often, I can send out multiple ideas in one day and have responses sometimes in that same day. Not always, some take longer than that. That's changed the way I work and that's also changed the kind of work I do. I've written magazine articles for a long time. I'm very interested in writing essays and more books. And so even though I focus mostly on corporate writing and the podcast this year and some magazine, 
I also am going to maintain that because I have great people that I work with and I love those while pushing into 2023, looking to develop some new book ideas. And uh, I'm excited about that. So this is a good time to take stock of what you've learned from who you worked with and where you worked for, the kind of writing you like, the kind of writing you'd like to try. And that's one of the great things about being a professional writer. You can do all kinds of things. They used to really talk and say, well, you need to be industry specific. You need to be genre specific. Not so much anymore. But if you're going to make it at in any of those writing industries or genres, you got to be good. And you got to be committed and dedicated to learning, to managing your business, to meeting the people that make good clients that you can serve in a conscientious way and really help them grow their business and get their message out. And you got to keep doing it, right? This isn't a one-off thing. You don't write a pitch and sell it. You might have 10 target markets for a specific essay and you might be rejected from all of those. So what are you going to do? Are you going to send it out to an 11th or are you going to give up on that? What I do is I tweak that idea and I send it out again. If you believe in a story or believe in an idea, you stay with it. But you're agile thinker, right? You modify and adjust and adapt as you go. And those are the writers that create a sustainable business. So as you go forward, think about your infrastructure. How are you going to track your taxes and your deductions and your licensing? How are you going to handle your money? What's coming in, what's going out, and your invoicing and those systems. What are the systems you're going to use and approaches you're going to use to get clients? And what do you need to do today to wrap up the year-end projects? Then spend some time thinking about what's ahead because this writing profession can be rewarding and fun and worthwhile. And it is a job. Treat it like one. And that brings us to what's in my desk or what's in the desk, right? To be a successful writer, you've got to have the right supplies. And in my desk, I have the book called Freelance Fancy, Your Guide to Capturing Spiritual Health, Wealth, and Happiness from Gig Work by Sherry Beck Paprocki. Now, I hope to have her on the show. This is a terrific book. She's someone I know and really respect. She's a very, very successful writer and has been a long time. And it's because she's smart. She takes care of all the little things on the business side and the creative development side to make her business go. So that's what I've got in my desk. Freelance Fancy, your guide to capturing spiritual health, wealth, and happiness from gig work. It helps me even now, 25 years into this thing. And it's a little book that's worth a read, especially if you're giving this writing business a go. All right, your assignment today then is to make a list of the things that we talked about here today and other ideas you have of things you need to check on. Not the things you want to write about. Right now, the things you need to do to stabilize and build your business. What systems do you need? What accountants, attorneys, agents are you working with? When you get a contract, who's going to evaluate that contract with you? What contract are you going to use when you sign new clients? What rights are you going to sell when you sell a magazine article or essay? These are important things to think about. How are you going to document your invoicing and handle that to your clients? How are you going to handle it when you don't get paid on time? 
how are you going to keep track of the money going out and coming in and the due dates for all your deadlines? It can be overwhelming when you think of it in terms like this. But keep in mind, these things come up just about every day. It will become second nature to you. But as you're starting, it helps to have a list of things you need to include and incorporate so you don't have to worry that you're missing something. And it's worth thinking about too, whether you want to work as a sole proprietor, as an LLC, is it something you're gonna incorporate? I have remained a sole proprietor and it's something that I discuss about every two years with my attorney. Look at my revenues, my expenses, the things I want to do with the work, the directions I'm moving professionally, and decide how I want to do it. I know other writers who are LLCs. I know some who have incorporated. That decision is personal based on what you want to create with your practice, but it's worth thinking about. Your assignment today is to make notes. Check off the things you already have in place. Make notes of the things you need to check on and put in place, like whether or not you need a license or an accountant. And then you can wrap up the year thinking about the writing ahead. And as you're working on the assignment this week, you can check out simplywrite.substack.com. Subscribers will get a list of the things we've talked about here today, just as a little check sheet, a reminder of some things you want to think about going forward. And week to week, I share my personal ins and outs of the writing experience with essays. We have experts and other authors coming in to share their ideas and notes and writing. Subscribers can also hit me with comments and we can have a discussion. I'll give you my feedback on the things you're working on or the ideas you have. So your subscription to simplywrite.substack.com helps me continue to do this work to talk about the things that I think are important when it comes to building a writer's career and living a writer's life. If you think that stuff is important too, come on aboard, join the community, and subscribe at simplywrite.substack.com. And that takes us back to writing past. Take a minute to look at what you've done this year to get to this point. What have you published? What have you written? What's out there circulating? Because when you have something out there that's done, right, the dream is still alive. And that's the excitement of it. Anything can happen, even years later. So take a minute to celebrate your small baby steps, your little successes, your incremental progress, and the big rewards too, the big wins. It's all worthwhile. All of it matters to push us forward in creating the writer's life we want to live. Take a minute and celebrate those steps and those moves. And no, there'll be more rewards ahead if you put in the work. Remember writers, Andy Warhol said, making money is art and working is art and good business is the best art. It takes all of it. We need to make money, make an income so we can do the art, the writing we want to do. And we need to manage that in a way that is smart, good business so we can do more of it. I think that is worth doing and I know we can do it. First of all, though, writers, you got to sit down and simply write. Today is working for me. 
Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast. Electricast.